When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, And welcome back as uh, we continue. What an afternoon uh, this has been so far. A lot of fantastic guests. Let's continue with... Randy, not you, Randy in Georgia. Hey, Paul. Hey, Randy. Going pretty good today, ain't it? Good to hear from you. Have a good time. Uh, Just talking a while ago about bringing another team into the NPC. Yeah. I, I think, to me, Clemson will probably slide in there about as easy as anybody. And I think they would be a, a better fit than most anybody around. They're in the they're in the South. They're a good team. I don't know. I just think Clemson would fit in. Well, you know, I think I think on one level else. you're right. Uh, you know, the only they do infringe upon uh, South Carolina, but that's going to be hard to avoid if this thing becomes a free for all. And yeah, I mean, Clemson is is an SEC team. Yeah. I, I tell you, for a long time, I I didn't know any better, but I thought Clemson was an SEC team, you know, back a long time ago. But anyway, Florida State would not be a good one to me. I, I was, no, I, I listen. I, I, I think I think in fairness, uh, Florida State torched themselves when they when they when they pulled this uh, thing a couple of months ago, and and then ultimately sued the. ACC, they became almost hands-off. Hey, thank you very, very much for the call. Elmo is up next. What's happening, Guy? Hey there, Elmo. Hey, man. What's, hey, I'm uh, happy to call in. Well, we're, let's we, talk uh, about talk. We're, we're happy to hear you. Uh, let's talk about Talty. Okay. I re- he he runs twenty four seven. Is that correct? Yeah, he uh, he used to run AL dot com, and now he's at twenty four seven. Yeah, I knew I knew he worked at AL dot com. Well, I read his story on twenty four seven about Eli being let go. Okay. And what I heard a while ago just sounded like a sanitized version, a PR. He he talked very politically correct about the firing. However. If you look at what he what either he wrote or whoever wrote that you know he's part of, it's stated in there that Eli was fired. I think it was a firing. What else could you call it? It was. He was he was fired because he he could not maintain the standard. That was the exact words in John Talty's article in Twenty Four Seven. 
as opposed to what he just got on uh, got on air and talked a bunch of BS. Well, uh, Elmo, in fairness, I'm not sure it was Talty who wrote that. I think it was uh, Mike Rodak. Okay. Okay, it could be. And by the way, one more thing, Elmo, and I'll be quiet. Uh, Crimson Tide Sports Network just put out a statement a minute ago uh, about uh, Eli, and I'll just I'll surmise it. I'm not going to read the whole thing because these statements are they read like uh, you know some some manual to uh, you know to turning to putting an iPhone together. Uh, he said, you know, all the uh, he bas- they basically said in here, and I'm reading it for the first time that. Uh, after a series of conversations over a period of time, EY was presented an opportunity to continue his contributions in the coming years in a more limited role, uh, including the uh, lead broadcast role for the A-Day game. Unfortunately, he declined that opportunity. Yeah, uh we got to we got to keep in mind too that Greg Byrne was part of this too, and he was sitting in on the conversation. So, I'm just telling folks out there that Greg Byrne has fingerprints all over this. And I'll state something else too. As a matter of fact, if Coach Saban was still coaching the team, this would not have happened at all. I don't believe it, Paul. You don't either, uh, Elmo. Um... I don't. I, I, all I, I know is I was I was in Alabama a couple uh, couple weeks couple weeks ago, and this was this was on people's mind. Uh, I'm not talking about everybody, but a few people close to the situation. The, something happened, and, and and Elmo, you know me a long time. I don't know what it yeah. was, and and it's not something that I'm really all that curious about because of because of what we saw yesterday. But there was a parting uh, long before yesterday something something serious happened between the two parties well to what i what i disliked the most was the word he he didn't keep up the standard i listen to a lot of radio I, I, primarily i get your show through xm i hardly ever watch the tv show that's fine i also listen to jocks in birmingham so, for years I have never heard anybody call up and say, Eli blew a call, Eli Eli did a bad broadcast. Elmo, I don't think that was it either. I, I think something happened, if you want me to dig deep here, back when he was sick, something in that yes. something in that time period went down. I don't know. It's up to Eli to discuss it, and obviously Alabama's not going to say anymore. And I, I think because – you know, they, he went from the play-by-play broadcaster to doing only home games. Remember? Yeah, exactly. That we was that was a, that was a field. message to Eli. We are done with you. And I, I think some of it had to do with there was a concern that Chris Stewart would leave, and I I have been told that he had an opportunity to go somewhere else. Well, you got to you got to keep in mind too that with with Chris Stewart, you get a basketball guy and a football guy. I mean, Eli's not going to do basketball. No. So, and, Paul, if there's any surprise to anybody that knows anything about it, radio's a dirty, rotten business. Oh, terrible. Always. Oh, yeah. Always has been and always will be. It's all about the bottom line. So, they had a, they had a guy in play that can do basketball and football, 
and Eli wasn't going to do it, do basketball. But just to sum all this up before I let you go, is that when somebody serves for 36 years and is this prominent role maker voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide and is thrown in the garbage, folks, tossed in a dumpster because of the damn money. So, yeah, Paul, there's one more one more person out there is not very happy either. You know him much better than I do, but I'm just a fan, and he, he entertained me a lot of Saturdays like a lot of folks out there. And for that, I'm deeply grateful for that. Well, Elmo, you know this uh, as well as I do, but Eli started the, the medium uh, of talk radio in Alabama. He was the first one to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was on his show the day that Coach Bryant announced his retirement. Um, and you know, because you've been with me from the beginning, I know Jim tries to act like he has, but he hasn't. Uh, right. that uh, Eli gave me my first job in, in this medium. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, I, I am forever in his debt for that. And, uh, and, and I, I don't think he gets, I mean, uh, the next iteration was Herb Winches in Birmingham, who was really the king of, of radio. But Eli started it. Um, he, he, was, he was doing about 10 other things at the time, like NASCAR and hockey and, yeah. every, and, and, and it showed up because you can could, you could only do one thing well. Or two things well, or three things well. Right. Paul, it's been good to talk to you. Oh, I miss talking to you, I'm man. Ho- hey, I'm, I'm, I'm around. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to call. I, I I'm glad you listen, Elmo. I, I mean, I, I joke about this, but I'm not joking. Uh, you were part of the Mercury 7. I mean, you were among the first callers to this yeah, show. Yeah, I know. Nobody knows who I am. But, well, I do. You know, that's okay. Uh, well, that's. Well, I appreciate all that, but Paul, when I call, I want to say something. I know. I don't want to call up. I don't want to call up every day and just, you know, just show up on the TV screen. I mean, I get. I'm just like a lot of people. I'm sick of these old white women. I'm sick of the jive asses. I'm sick of these people that just call in just to call, just to be calling in. I want to call and say something. That's what this show's all about to me. Well, I, I appreciate that easy, very much. It's been great it. talking to you, Elmo. Elmo, uh, who is, who, by the way, he has been more critical of me than any caller in the history of the show, but I still respect him. And we will take a short break. We have a long way to go here. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com Paul. That's HIMS.com Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com Paul. 
Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are back here, and uh, let's continue with more phone calls. Press Box Jack in Florida. What are you saying, Paul? How are you, my friend? Hello, Jack. How have you been? Well, I've been a little under the weather, and when you get to spring three, you can have health issues, and when you get health issues, and you got to get to church more often and try to think about other folks, too, on the same path that you're on, and making sure they're good. How's your family doing? Everybody good? We're doing great, Jack. I really appreciate you asking. I uh, wanted to bring up a couple items uh, I thought maybe very, very briefly. I won't stay on long. Uh, this is one of my favorite months because of the introduction of Perry Wallace to the SEC basketball court in 1968 when I was uh, at Vanderbilt covering the SEC and the NCAA in Vanderbilt. It was so much fun to cover basketball and cover football at the time that you never knew exactly what really the outcome was going to be. Nowadays, you've got basketball teams are superior as well. Football teams are superior. And those particular teams and individuals and those coaches rate their players for a high level. So sometimes things are not predictable as they used to be. And I wanted to ask you uh, one more question. I, I used to work uh, for Coach Stallings when he came here for the Alabama Food Power Association. And I was PA, his personal assistant. So if there's any way you know you can uh, put me in touch with him or talk to him, I'd love to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, let me, let me uh, put you on hold, Jack. Um, and uh, I think we can help you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be more than happy to. We, we talked to Coach Stallings not that long ago. Kevin is in North Carolina. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon. Um, I kind of want to piggyback on the caller earlier about the Iwo Jima. Yeah, sure. And and the flag raising. You know that flag that Ken Rosenthal took. Right. Uh, that was actually the second flag that was raised above Mount Suribachi. Oh, was it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. They had a smaller flag lifted up before then. And at the time, the Secretary of Navy, James Forstall, came ashore and wanted that flag for himself as a souvenir. Oh, I didn't. Wow, that's crazy. Well, and, it, uh, it, I didn't know that, but it's still a... Pretty famous moment in time. Yeah, and controversial. Well, I, I, I have never, uh, I'm, I don't know why I missed that story, but I'm glad you told me. And I do like the, 
the history that brings up you bring up sometimes on the show, especially when it comes to Civil War. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's uh, it's something one of my loves, uh, something I studied and try to read, and it's just uh, you appreciate it uh, when you, when you when somebody like our caller earlier brings it up, uh, the importance of a date and what it means and, and what it represents. Thank you very much for the call. Let's uh, check in with Willis in Mobile, Alabama. Hello, Willis. Hello. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Could could you tell me what is wrong with Vanderbilt basketball now? Back when I was a student at Vanderbilt, we had great teams with people like Clyde Lee. Oh, yeah. And it just looks like the program has sort of gone down the tubes. Well, I, I think uh, I think the uh, Jerry Stackhouse hire was a mistake. And I, I think it continues to, uh, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought the program, even with Drew, was, had some good moments. Um, and, but this thing has been mostly bad. Well, I remember then... We had Coach Roy Skinner. Oh, yeah, sure. And great games with Kentucky and Adolph Rupp, and, and you just don't have it, it No, anymore. no, listen, uh, Vanderbilt basketball uh, was a benchmark. Uh, and, and really up until a couple of years ago, uh, it, was, it was one of the most feared places uh, to play in, in, in the SEC at Memorial Gym, and uh, it, was, it was fantastic. I've been there a million times and uh, have always cherished the memory, but this – the program is really stuck at the moment, and I don't know what uh, I don't know where the school is right now on, on what the future looks like. But this has been uh, one of the most dreadful seasons ever. Uh, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it, Ronnie in Tennessee. Hello, Ronnie. Hey, Paul. Hey, it's fourteenth uh, time being on the show. Well, well that is great. Love to hear. Love, love to hear from you. But- yeah, hey, listen, I was wanting to tell, or I was wanting to ask you a question. Um, my Gators are really gelling right now in basketball. We lost the tough one last night at Alabama, but yeah, we should have won the game. No, we yeah, listen, I, I, I know, uh, I am so, in, I watched that game, and I was so impressed with Coach Golden and, and that effort. That was amazing. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. And Walter Clayton Jr. and Zon Poland are two of the best guards you'll find anywhere. Absolutely. I was just wanting to know, Paul, do you think, because it looks, unless we just have an epic collapse, we're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Oh, uh, so I was, yeah. I was, just wanting to, I was just wanting to know, do you think that we have a good enough team to make an Elite Eight or a Final Four run? Uh, that's such a hard thing to, to, to make a uh, – I mean, I, I'm – I think I mean, let's let me look at it this way. Uh, you went to Tuscaloosa last night and had a chance to win the game, went into overtime, and you're playing uh, right now one of the best teams in the country. So I think there there therein lies your answer. Uh, it entirely depends on the matchups, and entirely de- I think they're you know the, how they finish is going to dictate the seeding, and if they could win a few more uh, games and and I mean it's self-explanatory. But but I, I think I think Sweet 16 is certainly within the uh, within the possibility. Thank you for the call. Uh, great to hear from you. Eddie is up next. Hello, Fast Eddie. Hey, sir. How are you doing today? We're doing great. Thank you. Good. I hope you and your bride are doing well. Uh, oh, we I just want to bring a, a little something to the 
show that I often hear doesn't happen, uh, and that's some some Auburn football. I just want to uh, touch on a few obvious things first. Obviously, Harson killed us, and uh, we've got a good proven coach in there now with Hugh Freeze. Um, another obvious, Thorne was disappointing last year, but he's got two four-stars chasing him this year. And another thing a lot of people don't know is uh, Hugh Freeze added five offensive line this year out of the transfer portal. So I'm hoping uh, the spring game will show us a little bit, you know, better uh, idea of what we have to look for next year. Um, and then another obvious is the uh, five-star wide receivers we brought in. Uh, truly an amazing uh, feat by Hugh Freeze. Um, and then I just want to uh, make a few comments. I listen every day. It's the first time I've ever called, but um, – as far as Dominic goes, uh, I know everybody's welcome to call in, but I've, I've just never really liked cocky, cussing kids. And so um, I'm a little disappointed with that. Jim, pretty much just an embarrassment to Christians. Um, legend pretty much reminds me of a WWE fan uh, more than a football fan. I know he's a buddy of yours and all that. And A.J., Pretty much the best thing he has to say is War Eagle at the end. I'll agree with him on that. Uh, lastly, uh, I want to know why uh, you and other callers feel like it's okay uh, or it's not okay for I-Man to call in and be a hater. Uh, I, obviously, he is, and I get that. But... Uh, Legend, it's okay for him to call us pimple-faced little brothers. Obviously, I know we're the second most popular team in the state. Uh, but the other day he made a comment that Kentucky pissed him off because they look more like the Auburn of basketball instead of the Bama of basketball. It just looks like a double standard there to me. Uh, and then lastly, um, you know, I always hear it's a family show. It's a family show, but, you know, Ass, hell, damn, and balls is okay, but you cut off the guy, uh, I forget his name, for saying another word. I don't even know what it was. I don't know. Family show and those words just don't go together. That's all pretty much I've got. I have the utmost respect for you, Paul. I love you. Uh, I love your show. And, uh, again, uh, I, I just hope uh, I can get in and talk some Auburn football since uh, – a lot of people just don't seem to be able to do that. Thank you for your time. Eddie, thank you. Um, and I look forward to that as well. And you, you mentioned a lot of things. I'll, I'll go to a break and we'll get to some of the questions on the other side. But I'm particularly uh, upbeat about Auburn and Hugh Freeze. Thank you for the call. We will come right back. We have David Hale. This guy's always dangerous when we have him on. So uh, you might want to lock up, uh, I don't know about the children, but certainly the dogs. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We are back. David Hale, who has been with us a number of times, uh, covers college football for ESPN, writes the uh, Sunday morning column that everyone gets mad at. Also, uh, what, what, what do you do when you're not ticking people off on, on Sunday morning uh, about their favorite college football team? <laughs> I, try to, I try to view uh, ticking off college football fans sort of the way the NFL uh, views its season. It's a 365-day-a-year job. Just because there's not games doesn't mean I can't be out there uh, getting people riled up with, by saying something really stupid. So I, I look at that as a full-time endeavor. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I ran to some neighbor the other day, you know, guy from Jersey. And he goes like, so what are you doing in the off season? I mean, are you off until off? <laughs> and at that point, you just try to walk away. Uh, so, I mean, this, it does. It never ends, does it, David? It never ends. And I mean, this past week is a perfect example of like, it's not supposed to be, this is not supposed to be a big, we're past signing day, we're past, you know, a lot of the winter meetings, we're past transfer portal, we're, we're, we're pre-spring practice. This should be a nothing week. And yet, it's a huge week because a bunch of guys get in a room to talk about college football playoff and we've got whole new things to be mad and debate. And um, this is what, I, look, frankly, I think a lot of that is, is genius. Like the sport, college football as a whole, uh, outside of the SEC, I don't think did a good enough job of understanding that your customers are interested every day of the year, 365 days a year. Um, they're doing a much better job of that. For my purposes, um, I get less sleep and uh, I mean I wasn't going to exercise anyway but I could have <laughs> if they were a little more chill but you know what are you going to do so uh, in addition to covering the, the broader college football you uh, specialize at, at times in the uh, Atlantic Coast Conference <laughs> that's the ACC for those of you who I, uh, I appreciate you trying to couch this Paul I appreciate you trying to make it seem as if my job has value <laughs> <laughs> and we, we work in a building uh, where there are m- hundreds of TVs and every once in a while I will look up there and see you I always check and see what network it is um, and I'm told it's the ACC network (laughs) it's still on the air Uh, many people can watch it I recommend not my show per se but you know tune in for you know Mark Packer EJ Manuel those guys are great you know, this is, it's funny because the, the network, I think, has been a net good for the ACC, but you look at where the ACC is at right now, you look at the arguments that Florida State is having uh, or about to have in a court of law over the grain of rights, and a lot of that comes back to how the ACC was desperate for a TV network. And they basically signed up for a 20-year grant of rights and a 20-year TV contract so that they could get a network to keep up tabs with the Big Ten and the SEC. And now here we are, they've got a network in a very different media landscape. And where the SEC and the Big Ten are moving is 
way, way, way further down the path. And the arguments and the, the, the job of keeping up is a completely different thing now, too. And, um, you know, I don't know. Again, I, I, I've seen some of the metrics, and I know financially that the, the network has been a net good for the ACC. But a net good versus staying pat is one thing. A net good, every net good, every, every step forward for the ACC and the Big 12, frankly, can only be measured in relation to what the SEC and the Big 10 are doing. And in that case, you know, that, that net good of the network uh, has put them on a 20-year TV agreement that puts them well behind what the Big 10 and the SEC are making. And that inherently is the problem. So this is the time of the year, and other than going through court filings in Tallahassee and Charlotte in the uh, FSU-ACC deal, where you have the women's tournament, the men's tournament, and then there's the spring meetings. And I'm just curious, it's hard to encapsulate all of that, but in terms of just ADs and presidents that you know and people that comment on the ACC network, what are people most concerned about right now? Well, I mean, this week has certainly been the college football playoff, and I think there's two big factors here. One is access, and one is, is revenue. Um, this was, I, I heard a good bit of this buzz uh, a couple weeks ago at the ACC's winter meetings, where ADs are, are concerned about their level of voice in the room. So if we're, you know, whenever this new TV deal gets signed for an expanded college football playoff, uh, what does it look like, how much revenue is coming in, and how much of that is filtering to them versus how much is going to be diverted to the two behemoths in the room, the Big Ten and the SEC. This is a, was a major conversation point beforehand. But now, as there's been floated the idea of four auto bids to an expanded playoff for the SEC and Big Ten, it's not just about money because a lot of these schools, you know, Clemson and Florida State can make up revenue discre discrepancies, not forever, but in the short term by, you know, spending more on football than their other sports or moving some money from the university to the athletics department um, by selling more tickets and putting more butts in seats. Revenue is a way you, you can be creative there. Access to the playoff is a whole other thing. And, and frankly, I think Notre Dame belongs in that conversation too. Access to the playoff is everything. And if their window of access to the playoff is shrinking, whew, that's a big problem. And I, I'll go to Notre Dame first, because uh, you mentioned it. But is Notre Dame ever going to move closer in football to the ACC, or is that train derailed? I don't think it's particularly close to happening, but the three things that I've always been told matter most to Notre Dame. Uh, one is whether their other sports have a home, and, and for the time being, they do in the ACC. Um, whether that's a long-lasting thing because the ACC doesn't last or not, I think is a question. And, and the other big thing is playoff access for themselves. If they don't see a route to the playoff, then they're, um, they need to join a conference. Now, again, if they want to join a conference, they could do it yesterday. Um, right now, that's not their prime, prime uh, priority. I do think there's a little bit of a changing mindset at Notre Dame. I, I don't think, again, this is not going to happen tomorrow, but I do think there's a little bit uh, within Notre Dame that the, the older generation loves independence and hangs on to it tightly. The younger generation, I think, is probably a little more um, aware of, of the realities of the business side of college football and how much that's changed and is probably a little more indifferent to independence. And particularly, I mean, if you look at the Big Ten, half Notre Dame's rivals that they play every year in the, in the Big Ten anyway, I'm not sure that it's going to change their scheduling philosophy a whole lot, even if they did join a conference. So uh, the money question there, uh, I mean, if Notre Dame became a free agent 
tomorrow, uh, where would they most likely land? I mean, the, the fit is in the Big Ten. The money's probably slightly better in the Big Ten. The rivalries are in the Big Ten. Um, they're contractually tied to the ACC, but that's really just about a number uh, and not a very big number from what I understand. But there is always the, the, the hey, ask your fans, what do you want to do? And, and I've had this conversation uh, with folks around Notre Dame, around North Carolina, around Florida State, around Clemson, the schools that you think would theoretically have a home in either league if they were, were given free reign to do it and decided they wanted to do it. And the, the conversation that I tend to hear most is the fit might be better in the Big Ten for us, but if you ask our fan base, you go on the message boards, where do they want to be? They want to be in the SEC. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. Uh, David Hale joining us. Uh, David, um, let's go to the other issue, and that's Florida State. I, I have not been reading all the court documents because I know you have. So uh, if you had to chisel them all down, what, what is going on there? What's the next iteration and what is it all going to mean moving forward? Yeah, we're playing the waiting game right now, first of all. So uh, there's two different court uh, cases. There's one that Florida State filed in Tallahassee challenging the ACC's grant of rights. And there's one in Charlotte where the ACC filed that wants a, a judge to uphold or, or essentially validate the grant of rights as um, a legal binding document. The FSU then uh, files paperwork to say, we want this case dismissed in North Carolina. The ACC does the same thing. We want the case dismissed in Florida. They're arguing over jurisdiction right now. Uh, from what I am told, we'd be looking at probably early summer at the earliest to get a ruling on jurisdiction, where the case will take place. That will almost certainly be appealed by whichever party loses that decision. So then you're kicking the can further into the fall, maybe even into November, December, uh, before just and that's just before we decide essentially what courtroom we're going to sit in, uh, and then you go through all of the pretrial stuff with motions to dismiss, discovery, um, various word legal words that I learned over the last few years that I don't really know what they mean. So we'll go through all of that. We are not close to anything um, that would be a solution. And the more people I talk to, the less I think anybody really wants this to fully go to trial and have any in independent arbiter, judge, whatever, uh, make a decision on this one way or the other. I think this is in, in some ways still a battle for leverage uh, because when, it, when it, it gets into the court of law, a lot of doors get opened and skeletons and closets get exposed that I don't think is necessarily good for any of the parties involved here but you know the flip side of that is this can be an existential battle for both sides so the ACC really doesn't uh, isn't capable of seeing Florida State lose and, and beyond the ACC I think there's a lot of powers that be around sports around college football in the greater scheme of things that, that need to know that a grant of rights is an, a, a binding document that will hold up in a court of law and a court striking down a grant of rights in any meaningful way would be problematic for broadcasters for uh, conferences for sports leagues um, but the flip side of that is FSU and I think there's probably other schools that are looking at this probably pretty closely but for FSU in particularly, that view this as, as sort of life or death. We can't compete. Yeah, we can compete in 24, 25, maybe 26. But as we get further towards the end of this decade, um, the, the margins that we're facing uh, in revenue between us and, and the two big leagues are so 
disparate that uh, we can't survive long term. So both of these sides are looking at this as a, a fight for survival. And when it's that, I mean, who knows where this goes? Well, a million more questions. We'll uh, table them. David Hal joining us. Always great. Uh, thank you very much, David. David joining us from wherever he is camping out today. Uh, we will take a short <laughs> break and we are back with more after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've had some young, young callers, some old timers, and now we got Dominic from Pittsburgh. Hey, Paul, how's your day going? Dominic, tell me about yours. It's going great, and you definitely want to hear about my day. Right after I got off of the school bus, I got some breaking news for you and Randy. I checked the mailbox like I usually do and found some stuff from Tuscaloosa in there, and, can, and I bet you can guess what it was. Well, tell us about it. It was the Nick Saban signed picture. For you and Randy, you guys will just have to send me your address, and I can oh send it to you. Oh my goodness! You you got Randy and I a Nick Saban sign. I do I do not have a picture signed by Nick Saban. That's incredible. Well, that there's a first for everyone, Paul. Yeah, I mean I've had a few pictures made with him, but not but I've never had one signed. Yeah, and I your song is really stuck in my head. But something's been bugging me about it, and that is that Texas and Oklahoma are not in it. So that's why I say that. Well, do, last do, do you know why that is the case? Because they just went into the SEC this year. No, they're not a member yet. They will not officially be a member until July 1st. And on July 1st, you will hear the new song. Oh, on July 1st, I'll hear the new song. Well, this could be this could be a little sneak peek. Sneak peek from Dominic for the new song. You want to hear it? Okay. All right. I might not be the best singer, but I'm not the worst. All the dogs are counting down. Bow to put the anchor down. Hotty toddy, who's it going to be? Cowbells in swamp. The Aggies romp. And beavers in the SEC. The weekend's full of surprises. From Williams Place to Death Valley, new to Paul's show, will the Sooners roll? We're going to have to wait and see. Ooh, I like that. Paul, Paul. That is very good. Dominic, uh, you're uh, probably too young, but a couple of years, I, I fully expect to see you on American Idol. That's 
that's a great compliment, Paul. Thank you. Well, thank you, Dominic. Yep. And as always, roll damn tide, Paul. See you later, buddy. See you later. David is calling next in Georgia. Hello, David. Hi, good afternoon, Paul. Hope you're doing well today. Thank you. Uh, first, first of all, I'd just like to make a statement. I'd like to say that I really appreciate the class that you have and everything that you update us on in uh, Southeastern Sports, and you do a great job. Uh, my, my question is, Eli Gold, this was Eli Gold, such a legend. But now coming out of Georgia, we had a legend over here back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s with Larry Munson. Who out there in sports now has that announcer at that caliber? Well, I think uh, mm-hmm. you have to look at some at, at longevity to a degree. And I don't know every – I know Bob Kessling at Tennessee has been there many, many years and uh, is revered by, by his fan base. But unfortunately uh, – too often, the broadcasters are aging out. Uh, LSU had Jim Hawthorne retired a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, obviously, Mississippi State had, had Jack Crystal, who was you know, beyond legend. Uh, Kaywood Ledford. I mean, you know all these names. I mean, Kenny Chesney had that tribute to them. Uh, Rod Bramlett, Jim Fife. I mean, the names go on and on. But, yeah. but uh, I think everybody's partial to their person, but it usually happens after – a number of years. Uh, it's hard to become a legend as a play-by-play guy after one game, unless it's a national championship. Right, right. Well, my last thing is, it's just another statement, and I know a lot of guys or a lot of folks out there didn't want this, but I was really hoping. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 